This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast where we watch sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Swamp Thing, Season 1, Episodes 1 and 10. He'll make it to town. Go now. That path. Hurry. Suppose he doesn't make it. This swamp is... Me. The swamp is me. I am the swamp. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast mucking about in the swamp. I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? I have something that's real, and it's said by um, our title character of the show, uh, Swamp Thing. And he says, the swamp is me. I am the swamp. And I mean, truer words have never been said. It's true. I mean, if there's one thing that can describe Swamp Thing, it's he is a swamp, the swamp is him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is about the personality he has of a swamp. Oh, I mean, uh, we'll talk about this, and uh, we have at least a few episodes of this show, but man, oh man, do they not want to give Swamp Thing any screen time. <laughs> anyway, as you can tell, we're starting our best of watch of the 90s live-action Swamp Thing show. Very important, because there's also a 90s animated Swamp Thing show at the same time. America had Swamp Thing fever in the 90s, apparently. <laughs> I think what it, a lot of this is, uh, and I don't have any information to back this up, it's just my opinion— is I think it's a little bit of the reverberations of Batman that came out in 1989, which is like, oh, crap, uh, people like superheroes. Let's quickly make some really low-budget things that might make them accidentally watch. Right. Well, I mean, I haven't looked into it too much, but it appears that this is a continuation of the, like, I believe it was 1981, 82, the Swamp Thing movie. Yeah, well, there's a Swamp Thing movie in 82, and then a... Uh, sequel in 80 i think it was 87 or 89 um but it's like loosely connected with an entirely different tone i watched both as a kid and i barely remember them i only remember bits of them um but this is the only i think real connection is uh old dick durick um who's playing swamp thing yeah i think they're using the same sets and makeup and stuff from the movies like they were laying around they're like let's let's keep Mm -hmm. this train rolling so but yeah i mean it just implies that like People really want, I mean, I know so little about Swamp Thing. I tried to read like a comic uh, collection of Swamp Thing things and I was like, "Uh, this is not for me. And I walked away from it, but I'm like, so much Swamp Thing in the early 90s. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because like he's gone through some, you know, iterations of the character. The most popular obviously being um, Alan Moore's run in the 80s, where um, has really nothing to do with this. It's, it's a lot more horror based and um uh psychological kind of uh sort of comic as opposed to i don't know what you call this but i wouldn't call it psychological it's a children's show it's a children's show but it's a children's show by people who hate children (laughs) it's it's at what point one of my notes uh i just wrote after the first episode we're talking about it i said it's fascinating to see a show that seems to be completely written by a computer this is like they just like (laughs) They just like, but like a computer from 1992, like they just pumped in information. This is like, uh, uh, remember when we watched Auto Man? He would just put in uh, like handsome guys, pictures of it, and then it made Auto Man. This is like what it is. It's like he just put it, they just put in information like comic book, swamp, and then it just typed out like words that don't really fit together as sentences. And they're like, there's a script. 
<laughs> well, Jordan, um, I should probably remind the listeners that uh, when we're doing one of these best of uh, watches of these things, we're not going to watch all the episodes. Thank God. We'll get into it. <laughs> thank God. I know. But we're going to watch the pilot. We're going to watch the finale. And then we're going to watch the top three episodes of each season, which I got to say, Jordan, thank God for that. Because uh, uh, season one and season two, like, I think season one has like 16 episodes. Season two has mm-hmm. 11. And then season three has 39 episodes. Very <laughs> abruptly, like triples the episode count. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't read that much about it. I don't know what happened there, but I I was like, holy moly, they made a lot of episodes of this. How is that possible? I think they got to season three and they're like, we're not making any more seasons, but we got to hit syndication. (laughs) They're like, quick guys, we're we're spending about $25 an episode, so we can shoot like four or five of these a day. Yeah, I can't imagine what the quality gets like when you're just going to churn out 39 episodes. And I assume the same amount of time. Yeah, probably. At any rate, so we're going to watch these episodes, and uh, we figured out the top three episodes, as we usually do, by looking at INDB ratings, by looking at best of list of Swamp Thing, and of course getting some feedback from listeners on social media. Um, But I'm going to be honest uh, with you, Jordan, and the listener. There's no best of lists. No one likes this show. Um, (laughs) The INDB ratings are pretty loose. Uh, A few people weighed in just to say, this one looks like it might be interesting. We're borderline watching random episodes like to say we're watching the best of is like there's no way to know the best of a swamp thing it's like you might as well hit a random number generator i think and i don't want us to bury the lead here but there may not be a best of if you know what i'm saying yeah 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 even uh like swamp thing fans are like it's pretty bad even for a kid's show (laughs) (laughs) again i don't even know if this is a kid's show i don't know what the like you'd have to have a kid who like is a kid (laughs) <laughs> at any rate uh, of course we can always take the escape pod which uh i mean i don't know what's going to happen but uh i would uh, i would look forward to that sometime in the future <laughs> yeah i've already strapped myself in this is the first time we've ever started something where i'm just like oof i don't know how far this is gonna go <laughs> <laughs> it's look at it, this is a rough show it's i'm gonna say for just so everyone knows, I picked this show, and I know I know that seems to be a bit of a trend of me picking terrible things. I just thought it looked interesting. I've never seen it before. I do like Swamp Thing. I don't like this show. Um, but I just I didn't know it was going to be like this. <laughs> I honestly, I also thought it was going to be like Incredible Hulk or something where he just goes yeah. on an adventure every week. Not what this is. No, no. I thought the same thing. All right. Well, Swamp Thing ran from July 27th, 1990 to May 1st, 1993 on the USA Network. And Mm. Jordan, during that period of time, we have watched four TV series and one TV movie when it was on the air. Any guesses? Oh, my gosh. 1990-93? Let me just let me do a quick look and see if anything pops up in my head. Any shows just looking at a quick list. Did we watch? Oh, he's cheating everybody. (laughs) Well, because my memory is so bad. I'm just like looking at a list of shows and see if there's anything. Like, oh, Man and Machine? Yeah, Man and Machine's one of them. Steel Justice? No, not Steel Justice, I'm afraid. Mm. All right, should I tell you? It was Nightmare Cafe. Oh, Nightmare Cafe. I wouldn't remember that. It was Forever Night. Oh, (laughs) Forever Night, of course. And Space Rangers were the TV series. That's the four TV series. Space Rangers, man. It was a, it was a, what a quality time of television. And the TV movie? Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch. Oh, is that the, was that the Australian one? No, Ghost Watch was the British uh, fake uh, broadcast where the ghost in the house. 
Right, right, right. That was pretty good. Mr. Pipes? Was his name Mr. Pipes? Dr. Pipes? <laughs> yeah, it was just Pipes, I think. Oh, Pipes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Wow, you have such a good memory. All right, let's get into it. Let's start the adventure with Swamp Thing. Here's the IMDb summary for Season 1, Episode 1, The Emerald Heart. Jim encounters Humphrey, a dwarf who has escaped the evil Dr. Arcane. <laughs> you know what? That is... That's a perfect synopsis for this episode. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm glad you like it because it's true. It opens up with our protagonist, an 11-year-old boy named Jim Kip. And we learn over the course of the episode, he and his mother, Tressa Kip, Tressa, I have to pronounce mm-hmm. it correctly. Uh, they're here in, I think, Louisiana visiting his grandmother, Savannah Langford, um, at uh, his mom's old childhood home in the swamps. Yeah. I didn't realize after watching the first episode that these were going to be recurring characters. I don't know why. I just assumed every week it would be different people that are in the area that are somehow having some sort of problem or there's an adventure and Swamp Thing is there to save the day or to fight the villain or something. I didn't He's realize. He's like the littlest hobo or something. Yes. I did. And this has about the same budget. I didn't think it was going to be these two non-characters who live apparently are the next door neighbor to swamp thing and just have non-adventures and he <laughs> just stares at them through through trees occasionally that's basically what swamp thing does in these episodes he just sometimes stares at them through trees <laughs> well at the beginning of this episode jim has taken a boat out by himself he's an 11 year old he's in a boat on the swamp no life vest he'll later tell us he is unable to swim <laughs> he should be taken away by uh you know some sort of service <laughs> Well, I think it's a good idea to take your son that does know how to swim or or how to boat or do anything and bring him to a place where that seems to be the main uh, means of transportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a motorized boat and just send him on his way. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I also like that he's brought a, uh, he's got like a handy cam, an old like uh, VHS style 90s handy cam he's just rolling around with. And they cut to like hit, hit the shots of it. And it is like a child shooting. It's just like whipping around, looking at random things. I'm like, this is what is happening here. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, back in the 1980s, my uncle had one of those cameras. So the only sort of like, you know, footage that I have of myself as a child and my siblings is these videos that my uncle had taken um, of us skating or whatever. But the filming is so bad that they're almost unwatchable because it's like this kid. That's what I thought of. It. It's the same. It's just it's just whipping around shaky cams. You're like, there's no reason to watch these home videos. And and uh, <laughs> uh, that's what this this uh, this little, little uh, what's his name? Jim? Jim. Little Jim's filming is like. Very authentic that way. Yeah. <laughs> and Jim comes across Humphrey, uh, a little person who has been hung upside down in the middle of the swamp on a carousel pole by Swamp Thing to die. Swamp Thing is torturing him till he dies. Did Swamp Thing do it? Yes, he says specifically Swamp Thing did this to me because of something I did in the swamp. I I just, it's funny, I actually missed that line. But let me just mention one thing real quick. The actual first shot we get of this show is um, the uh, um, Humphrey hanging on a pole for about three to five seconds. Then we cut to the credits. That's the the cold open is is him just hanging there. We don't know anything about the show. We don't know any of the characters. We don't it doesn't set the tone at all. It's just a it's just a little person hanging upside down. And then we cut to the credits and then we come back and then um what's his face? Little Jim with his camcorder comes across the guy. I just love that the cold opening told you nothing. 
Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, Jim cuts him down and gets him in the boat, and Humphrey's quite afraid. He's just like, you, I can't leave the swamp, or swamp thing will come after me, or whatever. He's torturing me. and uh, he's, But he's like, hey, kid, can you go get me some food? So uh, Jim returns home to raid the fridge, and when he gets there, he tells his mom, Teresa, about finding Humphrey strapped to a uh, pole. And his mom just starts calling him a liar, just a little yeah. liar. He's always a liar, just like his dad, always lying. <laughs> I do like that when she said at one point, like, you're just like your dad. I was like, oh, that's a nice thing. She goes at him so hard. I was like, this is so weird. It's very funny, though, because what will become a running theme of this episode is that, like, people will talk to either Jim or Teresa about the mother-son relationship, and everyone agrees maybe they should, like, break up. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't seem to be, she doesn't seem to really want to be there nor raise him. They talk about their relationship. Like, I think even Jim at some point says, uh, I think we need to separate. I was like, the relationship between this mother and son, this 11-year-old child is bananas. Yeah. Um, it's funny. But I should say, and I, I, I don't know if, I think it's right here that um, we're going to meet um, who's weirdly credited as the main actor in it, Dr. Anton Arcane, played by uh, Mark Lindsay uh, Chapman. And uh, he shows up in his, like, white Porsche to pick up uh, the mother, Savannah Langford. Um, and then they have like, it's all done in like, like a uh, voiceover where he's just like, yeah, your daughter, she's single. Anyways, maybe I'll swing on by. Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. She, he's just like a real horn dog. And he like, yeah, he sees the mom in town, helps her drive back with her groceries in his convertible. And like, as you said, he's like, maybe I'll come by and meet her. And the mom says to him, she's like, she's a lot of work. It's not worth it. <laughs> she has nothing to say uh, anything nice about her daughter i just uh, let me just start with with dr arcane who's an actual character from the comics who's the only one other than swamp thing i think that's um that we've seen so far that's actually i'm pretty sure comics, jim's in the comics i don't think so um and uh he has the biggest head of hair i think i've ever seen on a character in any of the tv shows we've ever seen it's like at all times, he, he looks like he has a like a lion's mane. It's the most impressive head of hair we've ever seen. Oh, it's truly, truly. This actor just let it go wild, and he's just like, this is it. This is the character. He's all hair. Yeah, and he's and I guess his character is, we're going to find out, he's evil. He's going to be our um, uh, antagonist throughout the show, sort of. But he also, as you're saying, is a real horn dog for this mom for reasons. She doesn't. I mean, I'll say this. Any it's lady. Actress, well, that's the thing, too. I guess I, that's true. There's a lady later on in this, but like, she gives no indication she has a personality. So I don't know what it is he's interested in. She's just happens to be around. She's a she's a woman. Yeah, it, I think it is truly. He's just like a woman is in town. Well, here I go. <laughs> yeah, I do like though the the major dating uh, route uh, dating strategy for him is to pull flowers out of the garden in front of someone and they give it to them i know that was very good that was very good he's like here i got you these flowers she's like okay yeah it's like you literally pulled them out from her garden right in front of her anyway but this dr arcane actor mark Lindsay chapman jordan did you recognize him i did i know who he is from the langoliers jordan that's right from the langoliers yeah he was the hero in the langoliers he was pretty good in that as i recall yeah so he uh this you know you gotta start somewhere i feel like these are probably contemporaneous right <laughs> there, you know, it's not that uh, that many years before, but uh, uh, there. Uh, anyways, his 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 career was off to bigger and better things after this. Yeah. Anyway, back back to uh, the show. Jim 
leaves to bring Humphrey some food. And on his way back to like give these groceries to Humphrey, uh, Toad Boy, a mutant lizard person, jumps out from behind a tree and menaces Jim. Yeah, and for whatever reason, he's sort of like, he kind of looks like a, I don't know. Like you gotta put a Halloween mask on a man. <laughs> yeah, and, and but the the only thing that that I liked or I found more distracting than his weird Halloween monster mask was that he was wearing like an orange like sweatshirt. It just didn't seem like like something like a, a monster would be wearing. He's just like wearing a casual sweatshirt, like he was just at home watching TV. Yeah, yeah. So he's sort of just dancing around Jim, and then yeah, Swamp right. Thing intervenes and scares Toad Boy off. And uh, Jim turns around to see a Swamp Thing, and he is pretty nonchalant about meeting a giant monster. In fact, I believe he says, quote, if I were a dumb kid, I'd think I was dreaming, end quote. And then, uh, yeah, you're right, because then Swamp Thing's like, only dumb, ki- <laughs> only dumb kids dream? And, it's, and I laughed and laughed because it is, it's, a, it's a very funny line, <laughs> and Swamp Thing only speaks in this weird way i don't even know what you'd call it this like weird clip thing he says like perhaps esoteric perhaps deep things but also they could just be like he just is not very bright or something but he just say things like that and you're like oh thanks swamp thing that's not helpful at all i mean he is the swamp jordan how bright could he be how bright's a swamp <laughs> well i mean depending on what version it is he's supposed to be a scientist that died and turned into swamp thing so he should have some information well jim explains why he's not freaked out is he says that he's seen a lot of strange things in his short life because back in philadelphia where he's from he loves to sneak out of the house in the middle of the night and wander around strange neighborhoods so he's seen some things swamp thing yeah that was a weird line right what are we supposed to take as a viewer from that is that he's kind of like a bad boy or he's independent Or it's just supposed to justify why he's not freaked out by Swamp Thing? Is it, like, all the above? I I think I took from it that his mother needs to be investigated for child endangerment. (laughs) I mean, again, probably true. Um, uh, I like the Swamp Thing. This is basically what Swamp Thing is always going to do. He's just going to be there as a non-active participant in whatever is happening. Um, He just stands around. So, like, even at this point, he's just like... Um, after the little toad bald-headed monster is scared off, he's like, I'll show you home. And uh, and the kid's like, nah, that's all right. And then something's like, <laughs> okay, as you were, I'll just stand here. Yeah, they, they walk a little further and they come across the badly beaten body of Humphrey, who uh, I guess one of Dr. Arcane's goons who was in the swamp saw him and like beat yeah. his head in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think there is a scene we see. He just gets beaten up real quick because he, yeah, he gets beaten up. Anyway, Swamp Thing uses his swamp powers to heal him so Humphrey's better, and then Humphrey gets up and runs away. Yeah, and I felt a little bad for this actor because his whole role is to be like terrified and running away from things every At scene. All time. And there's a scene, there's a scene later on where um, he's uh, it's pretty soon where he's going to run away from um, Arcane, and he'd be eating several hot dogs when he's caught, and the poor actor was told to run around with a hot dog hanging out of his mouth, and I was just like. I don't know. I don't like any of this, guys. <laughs> it's for kids. Kids love this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
At any rate, after Humphrey runs off, Swamp Thing uh, sends Jim home. He's like, follow that path. And then Swamp Thing goes and confronts the goon who beat up Humphrey. Because um, I guess Swamp Thing doesn't, doesn't care for violence happening in his swamp. And this goon turns around, also sees a giant swamp monster, also <laughs> nonplussed about the encounter, just tries to punch Swamp Thing in the face. Uh, he, just, he couldn't care less he's a Swamp Thing. And... Um... Of the two episodes we're going to watch, this is the best thing that happens, in my opinion, and the most action we're going to see. Because what it happens is the guy goes to fight Swamp Thing. Obviously, he's overpowered. Swamp Thing, like, kind of grabs him, throws him to the ground, and... Uh, uh, I believe what you're thinking is he pushes him into a tree, and, the, uh, and then when Swamp Thing grabs him, Swamp Thing, like, merges the man's body with the tree, like it's a Cronenberg body horror film. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's a uh, like the how they done it, it, it did it is it's not the greatest effect, but it does become like like a sore horror thing. Like we see this tree with this horror face on it and stuff, and I actually thought that was the guy. I'm like, oh, he's turned him into the tree, but then we get a weird shot of his eyeballs still moving in the tree, and I was like, wait a minute, has he done this to multiple people on the same tree? Yeah, it's a good question. It's it's not a badly done effect, actually. You're right. It's the best thing in this thing is like his shirt rips open and under it, it's like just uh, bark like a tree is underneath his shirt now. And then like we see his feet and like they uh, pull all these like branches yeah. out of his toes. It's like an like Evil Dead 1 or something. All these like branches crawl out of his feet. So it's like a pretty freaky scene that ends with like a morphed, disgusting face in a tree. Cut, yeah, you're right. Two of them. I feel like they had footage from a different shot that they cut it and like it didn't quite match. But uh, it is weird and kind of s- too scary, if anything, for a children's show. Yeah, but again, it's the most interesting thing that happens in this show, and it actually gives you some sort of idea that Swamp Thing is powerful and that um, he might take this horrible sort of revenge on you for something, as opposed to what we're going to get for the rest of this is just like, again, he just stares off from the distance because i'm assuming they didn't want to put the guy into his full costume so they're just like just put some makeup on him and have him look through some trees at any rate uh, the last time we saw dr arcane he dropped by the house to flirt with jim's mom tressa uh <laughs> hard cut to what has to be less than an hour later he is picking up a new date in his convertible just some other lady yeah. and uh, this is when he sees humphrey scarfing down hot dogs and then he's like yeah Mm, that little scamp i better go get him he he chases humphrey down and then we cut from that to him bringing this woman to his quote cave which seems to be an underground dungeon full of captive monsters he has chained to the walls yeah and what we're going to find out is and this we're going to see this i i think a few times uh over the next few episodes but it's uh uh like they look like sort of like catacombs i guess and it's like into where like there's been a natural um, like curvature in the rock. He's like made it to like a cage. And yes, there's like, we see a few diff- different people. And I, I wrote down like, who do we see? We see like, um, we see like a bat boy and we other see um, uh, like, he looks like he's got like wings kind of thing. Then I like, there's like a woman uh, and I didn't know what was mutated about her. It just looked like she had a chain around her neck. What was, what was her deal? It was weird. Uh, it, the thing is, I guess he is a genetic scientist who likes to take people off the street and turn them into monsters. One can assume maybe Toad Boy is one of his creations. He refers to them all as mistakes. So he's like, these are all the mistakes I've made. And he walks up to that first one. He's just like, I call this one 
I don't remember. I forgot the line. Never mind. I don't remember what I call this one. And he moves on. <laughs> I think uh, I could be wrong, and I and I it's been a while since I've read one of these comics. But I think his basic uh, uh, goal in life as a character in the comics is immortality. I think he is a scientist, yes, who makes freaks. But I think his, the whole point is he's trying to gain that immortality through these horrible experiments, um, which is kind of an interesting idea. And I, and I think it'd be fun if they leaned into more of this like freak element as like things that swamp thing is going to fight or different weird uh moral tales about these people and they sort of want to do that but don't really they it's more just like set dressing that's not that interesting at any rate as you might recall he's on a date with a lady (laughs) he has brought this lady down to his cave she also could not be less concerned with what she's saying she's like huh so this yeah. is like your cave, huh? Look at all those mutants. What what a thing. And Dr. Kane's like, I brought you down here because I don't think you're afraid enough of me. And, you know, in like a sex thing kind of way. Yeah. And I didn't really understand a lot of this. So, like, we're going to find out. He says to Humphrey, who's there, um, he's like, uh, didn't you, 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 like, you ran away from me, but I'm trying to make you into a normal-sized man is what he said. That's the quote, normal-sized man. Um, and, 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 like, Arcane knows that it was Swamp Thing that, interfered in this experiment which is i guess why he was somehow hanging on that pole in the water at some point maybe they never quite explain it yeah arcane like wheels him in on like a like a you know gurney because he's gonna do an experiment on him he's like you've escaped me twice humphrey but this time not again i'm gonna finally (laughs) turn you into a a, yeah like a a full-size person he's like don't you want that and humphrey's like no no i don't want that he's like oh well in that case uh my date who's here why don't you have sex with him and they're both like uh no no thank you and then he slaps his date (laughs) yeah yeah i i don't know i don't know what this this whole like and he tells her to dance He, he like after he slaps her she's like okay with it which is not cool and then he's like dance and she does like a sexy dance he's like dance so that my friend Humphrey will want to have sex with you. I'm just like, what is happening here? That's exactly what my note is. What is happening? And then because he doesn't want to, I guess, either uh, be with this woman and or take part in the experiment, uh, Arcane says to Humphrey, well, I guess there's no point to you anymore. Pulls out a gun, sticks it to his head, hard cut out. By the way, we are never going to see him again. No, no, he shot Humphrey in the head, for sure. Yeah, he he shot him in the head. I was like, guys, this is your pilot? It cuts to a lightning bolt striking, so you know that the gun went off. But it's like like the most uncomfortable sequence you've ever seen that ends with, like, a man getting (laughs) shot in the head. And it's just like, I don't know what's happened. Like, last time we saw this guy, he was trying to ask uh, Jim's mom out, and now we're watching this? (laughs) And then what I love is, you're right, there's a lightning strike, and then they cut to... Jim has packed his bags and uh, vacation's his mom, over. Yeah, his mom has packed his bags. They're leaving, and the mom runs out and is like, to some, like, there's like shirtless guy who's taking their bags to a Oh, boat. You, you, you're, miss, you're missing the big turn, Jordan. Well, I know. Well, but the, the thing is that they're there, and the mom runs out, and she's like, I've decided uh, Jim's not going to leave. No, no, Just, you've, missed the, you've missed the big what's, turn. What's the turn? What's the turn? Because when we come back, they are packing up to go, and 
Teresa is explaining that they need to go back to Philly because her job as a psychological research is very psychological researcher is very busy and she has to get back to it. And uh, which is so funny to me that she is like a psychologist who doesn't know how to deal with her son, her liar son that she can't deal with. He's too much for her to handle. Uh, <laughs> she said to all the best psychiatrists, no one can cure his lying. He's just like his father. At any rate, they have this conversation. With, she has this conversation with her mother and her mother's like, well, I, I, would, I don't mean to, you know, throw anything in your face, but you were a bit of a liar as a kid, too. Remember when we gave you that emerald heart necklace, which is the title oh, of the right. show? And she's just like, and you lost it and then lied to us about getting it stolen. So, uh, you know, you're not as innocent either. And then Grandma says to her, he's just like, I think right now you and your son are bad for each other and you should leave him here with me. And she's like, I need to go on a walk to think about this. She goes into the swamp, sits down on a stump, looks to her right, and the emerald heart necklace she lost is hanging from a tree branch. She looks at it. It glows. She like, I, she just like nods her head, gets up and walks away. And we cut back and it's just like, swamp thing was holding it the whole time? Yeah, I don't, I, I think, I see, I don't, I don't know because I think, what I what was implied is that Swamp Thing made it. He made this thing as a way to like bring them together. But I'm like, but why? If that's the case, one, I didn't know he could do that. Um, but why? And then two, why would she have ever left it there? It just, I don't understand. Like, did she leave it there and Swamp Thing just knew and he's just been waiting for this moment to be like, hey, it's over there. I've been, I've been saving it for you. It doesn't make any sense. And I love that that's apparently the point of this episode, which we didn't know until until this scene. Well, that's the thing. She sees the necklace and when she comes back, as you said, a shirtless water taxi driver is pulled up to take them away. And he introduces right. himself. I think this is a character. He's like, hey, it's me. Obo Hardison, good to meet you. <laughs> and I was like, "Excuse me, Obo Hardison?" <laughs> yeah, he has Orbo. It's the only lines he has in the entire thing. But he has to introduce himself because they like need you to know who he is. <laughs> the mum runs out of the swamp, stops Jim from getting on the boat, and she announces she's come to a decision. She's leaving Jim here with Grandma, and she's going to go back to Philly. And so Jim takes his suitcase unbuckles it and then dumps his clothing all over the lawn <laughs> and runs away out of joy yeah and they all laugh and i thought hey, jim is a bit of a trouble he's a little he's a, he's, a, he's a little bit much to have to take care of what is happening i don't understand. and that's that's the end of the episode <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I there's a thing we'll have to talk about for the second episode but i had to re-watch this because i thought the grandma left but it is the mom. No, leave, it was the mom. I, I it was the mom leave. The grandma left her own home. That's what I just, that's what I thought. I'm going to Philly to become a psychological researcher, daughter. You stay here with your son. Uh, anyways, that's the first episode. All right. Well, let's keep going because that was bizarre. Here's the IMDb summary for season one, episode 10, New Acquaintance. Will you do something silly for me? Depends. What? Will you ask your mom to be standing in the open doorway when I walk up? That's what I imagine when I stare. Beautiful woman standing in the doorway inviting me in. She's not home right now. Can't I invite you in? Sure. Jim befriends a little girl with volatile behavior. Um, again, very accurate. It's pretty much what it is. 
Um, I was hoping, and I thought, when you're going to meet this new girl, a Lily is her name, um, and she's a little bit mysterious, and you're not quite sure what her deal is till the kind of end of the episode. I was really hoping she was either going to be some sort of product, like she was a monster um, from Arcane, or there was something sort of like mysterious in a like uh, uh, um, like she was a ghost or she was I don't know uh, uh, something 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 uh, uh, magical or anything and it's not it's it's they they picked the most boring thing they could do with her there is a brief well I mean, we'll get into it in a second but there's a brief run at the beginning of this episode where you're not sure what's the deal with her and then like you see blood dripping out of a bag and when they get to Jim's house she's very insistent on getting an invitation to come inside like they, they plant all the seeds that she is a vampire, but she's not a vampire. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, why would you protect? Why would as a writer, why would you make someone think it's a vampire? The person is a vampire, and then not have them because I think it was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's like I'm not saying that would be the greatest decision, but if you're like, hey, this might be a vampire, and you're like, cool, then you're like, nope, guess what's not? You're like, well, what is it? She she's not. She's she's just boring. I think what it's more like is like the writer wrote this thing and someone was reading. They're like, oh, crazy. Like you used all the mythology of a mummy. Like that was like, what's a mummy? I've never heard of that before. I just wrote some stuff on a piece of paper. It's weird. There's something like something else. Like it's like the person had never like there's like I never thought of that before. Um, well, I have to say, though, um, the uh, the the opening of this episode has one of my favorite things uh, we've seen so far, though, is like. Uh, first, I realized that Jim's going to be our recurring main character. And I was horrified at the opening. So like. He's wearing a mask, and he jumps out to scare Swamp Thing. And Swamp Thing's like, uh, "You should get some friends," <laughs> which is which is funny because it's like, "Yeah, fair enough, Swamp Thing." But then Swamp Thing does something that I don't understand, and it's right before uh, the this is like the cold open, right before the credits. Uh, is he just goes, "Anyways, you should get some friends, Jim," because like I'm Swamp Thing. I'm busy. I'm busy, man. I'm busy, Swamp yeah. Thing. <laughs> He's, he's like, you ever seen a snake before? And he just pulls that out. <laughs> and Jim's like, huh, snake. And then we cut. And I was like, guys, these are the worst cold openings ever. Yeah, it was wild. I also enjoyed it. I'm just like, Swamp Thing's annoyed by this little boy who won't leave him alone. And then it ends with, here, have a giant snake. I'm like, what? <laughs> and if I liked it, I was like, I was like, he is right. He's making a point that you shouldn't be friends with Swamp Thing because he doesn't understand and he thinks that's a good toy. anyway so jim's like i'm gonna go find a friend cut to jim going to visit water taxi driver oboe to ask (laughs) if he can hang out and oboe has the exact same amount of lines as he did in the first episode he's just like sorry kid i've got a date oboe's gone for the rest of the episode (laughs) you know what they're doing they're really building this world and they're coloring it with all these characters so you really get a sense of of this arena that these these people are playing in you know because now we know that orbo sometimes wears a shirt sometimes wears sleeveless shirts jordan be respectful his name is obo <laughs> i think it is orbo i'm just I, I haven't written down as orbo so i think it's orbo i I'm believe it is it. obo <laughs> okay well while we're talking i'm gonna look up and see what the character is orbo or obo at any rate, Jim uh, goes to an arcade to see if he can talk to some uh, pinball kids there um, and sit, make some friends. But, uh, you know, they don't like him. Jim seems pretty whack. They tell him to get out of here. No, uh, and, but let me say, the kids are absolutely right. Now, we're going to find out they're kind of like bullies and they're not nice kids later. But he shows up. He goes to an arcade. They're playing pinball. And the first thing, they don't know him. 
he's that weird annoying kid he shows up and he's like hey guys there's a secret to play this you should play it the other way and they're like who are you go away like what a weird way to like as an opening and i was like yeah they're right uh and then he leaves the arcade and outside there's a fountain and he she's he spots a little girl in the fountain lily and she's taking all the coins out of the fountain and putting them in her pocket and uh so he approaches her and uh, you know just to see if she wants to be a friend um and she's into it if he can beat her in a foot race yeah and uh, you mentioned this before uh at the very beginning of this i think is that this is a kid show written but not for kids and this is this is a scene that very much tells that it's like what do kids do i i, I don't know they they race for no reason yeah no it is something like the people writing this are just like or not writing it but the people making it are just like we just need to turn this out it's for kids i could care less what kids like who cares uh and i'm going to confirm you are correct and i am wrong it is oboe the character's oboe. name is oboe oboe hardison i assume sometime we'll learn he plays the oboe that's how he got that nickname I think it's just his name. It's uh, Dutch or something. <laughs> no, no. I, I believe that when we meet him in that water taxi scene, uh, Jim says, is that your real name? And he's like, no. <laughs> All right, sure. The, bizarre. At any rate, that's not important. What matters is Jim has made a friend, this Lily girl. Yeah. He invites her to come back to her house. She's into it. She grabs the plastic bag that's with her. The camera pans down. It's just dripping blood, this plastic bag. And we're just like, uh-oh, this new friend. And we know it's trouble when the pinball kids suddenly appear in the street and say, should we warn him? And they're like, no, that kid's also weird. Let him let it happen. Now, I, again, I have to say, there's something to be said about uh, a misdirection and, and leading ever the viewers in one way and then making a turn. But you can't make that turn be less interesting than where you were originally sending them, right? So you have this idea that, she you know they they have she has a temper problem um everyone's a little bit scared of her uh she's a little bit socially awkward she's carrying something in a bag that's bleeding blood sack. um yeah blood sack so all these things you're like okay what's it gonna be you ha- it's fine if it's something the audience didn't expect but it has to be something interesting and it's just like again they're just like they said it one way and then like eh, i don't know end of episode that's what <laughs> well they go to jim's house and um Lily's been there before. She's she's walked by. She's seen it. Uh, to my surprise, she's also seen Teresa hanging out there. Apparently, his mom's back. I don't know what happened in those intervening nine episodes, but she's back now. Yeah, she's back, and um, uh, and yeah, she does. She again, as you said, it was like a vampire. She's like, can you when I uh, when I go in, can you make sure to invite me in? And he's like, okay. She's like, actually, can it be your mom? I picture your mom in the doorway looking beautiful her inviting me in i was like lily you're getting weird and, yeah, and lily jim's says like, she has a fantasy about this and she'd love for jim to make it come true and jim's just like i don't know my mom's not home so i guess like i know i guess and she's like all right that's fine yeah and i was like okay so this is this is weird and then she gets into the house and again uh um uh <laughs> she where you see her, her temper prop they, they like she's like uh, at one point they're like i don't know they're just talking she's like i have a temper problem and he literally goes maybe you should just chill out then and i was like <laughs> well well done jim you solved this problem for her well like she gets in that house and she proceeds directly to the mom's room and just starts stealing her jewelry <laughs> yeah well he he goes to make her a snack and this was actually was pretty authentic what he's making is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i was like all right spot on um and then while he's uh he's doing that she's snooping she goes through her clothes and then yeah she steals what i think is um it's like a um a 
diamond encrusted bow tie or something like that something real classy that's for sure yeah yeah not like a real bow tie but it's like in the shape of a bow tie whatever this sort of bobble is Teresa ends up coming home and she meets Lily and she's like, hey, Lily, do you want to stay for dinner? And Lily like, like, yeah, I'd, l- I'd love to. Let me just call home and just let my, quote, sick mom know. And we get a scene where like she's pretending to talk to someone on the phone while holding down the hang up receiver being like, oh, mom, yeah, I'm just uh, I stayed for dinner. So I'm all full now. Had a big meal. Oh, gl- glad I did. And mm-hmm. we know, you know, she's not talking to anyone. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, and at this point in my notes, I wrote. Um, is Swamp Thing in this show called Swamp Thing? No. The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no, because l- just to remind everyone, um, Swamp Thing was at the beginning, and he said to Jim, you should get some friends that gave him a snake. And then he's pretty much not seen again. I think we might get a shot or two of him staring through branches where we just see his eyeballs. That's it. But he just he's just like a pervert voyeur who watches them. He doesn't actually do anything. And... Uh, Less so, uh, he barely did anything in the first episode, and less so in this one. Well, that night, uh, while Teresa's in bed, she hears a strange noise out on the porch. She gets up to have a look, and sitting in the middle of the dark, rocking on a rocking chair, is Lily, just sitting in a chair, rocking back and forth, real creepy style. And when Teresa asks what she's doing there, Lily explains that her drunk mom was hating her, so she ran away and decided to hang out on this porch. Yeah. And it's it's again it's a kid show as we think it might be, um, but it's very dark. It's a very dark thing. But you assume well she's lying because she's lied about everything to this point. So the mom's just like, that's really sad. Um, why don't you come in? And she like lets Lily come in and and sleep in the guest room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next day, Lily and Jim get up. They're going to go play in the swamp. And uh, they get out there, and Jim catches Lily using his pocket knife, carving his initials into a tree. And now. Jim knows that the swamp is Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing is the swamp, so he really objects to the idea of carving your initials into a tree. But when he does, uh, you know, Lily's a little offended by his, his, you know, rudeness or, you know, telling her what to do. So she turns the knife on Jim as if to stab him, and Jim runs away. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, to be fair, she also chases him with the knife and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. runs away looking for him as he's hiding. And I was like, mm-hmm, Lily, not the best move. But uh, Jim finds Swamp Thing and he's like, Swamp Thing, I tried to make a friend. She's pretty crazy. She's really weird. She just tried to stab me. And Swamp Thing's just like, listen, uh, Jim, I'm really busy. Why don't you go give her another chance? Like, just give it another shot, man. I just like, I'm, I'm pretty busy right now. Yeah. And, and then he's like, that's it. He's like, yeah. He, he, like, Jim's like, Swamp Thing, I'm a little concerned. Lily just like chased me with a knife. Um, she's acting really weird. Um, she doesn't have any friends. I'm I'm concerned. And he's like, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, give her a second chance. So anyways, uh, back to the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> and what we see, though, is we cut back and uh, Tris is getting home. She's uh, been out, who knows where, shopping probably. She goes into her house and she's like, oh, yeah, that little girl left this bag, this plastic bag in my home. Maybe I'll look inside. And she looks into the blood bag and finds a <laughs> dead rabbit she immediately calls the town sheriff, and the town sheriff's is like, who's over there? Lily? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's just a troubled kid. You know the kind. She has a case of, quote, you give me the name and I'll play the game. <laughs> what does that mean, Jordan? What does a case of you give me the name, I, I'll play the game mean? I have no idea. It was the weirdest line. And I, and I watched it and then rewound it and watched it again, and I 
Still don't know what that means. It's it's like, is it like a she's a little bit shifty or um, she's a little bit of a liar? I don't know what that means. A case of you give me the name and I'll play the game. <laughs> That's like to describe you to people. <laughs> so bizarre. Um, but Sheriff's like, you know, her mom's a drunk, beats her up all the time. What are you going to do? I'm just the I'm just the sheriff. It's normal. Well, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, she's from an abused home and she gets beaten all the time. Nothing we can do. And she's like, um, and uh, Ter- Teresa's like, I have a dead rabbit in my bag. They're like, we'll be there immediately. <laughs> well, it's really funny. Yeah, she's the sheriff's like, I'll come out. I'll, I'll check up on everything. And Teresa's like, they're in the swamp together. Should I go find them? And he's like, nah, nah, don't worry about it. Just wait at home. I'll be there soon. I'm just like, there's nobody. Nobody cares about anything in this town. No, and it. I don't know if it's a. Uh, it's a time thing. They just, you know, I'm assuming there's a little bit of that um, or budgetary thing, but you, you've sort of mentioned it passing, but no one seems to react to anything. All the acting is so stilted and I'm not sure it, it almost seems like it has to be a choice because everyone just talks in a sort of monotone way. No one re- uh, reacts or responds to anything. They're just like, hello, I'm a police officer. What is that? Yes. If you know the name, she plays the game and the mom's like, Hey, they're in a swamp. He's like, interesting swamps. And it's just like, end of conversation. I'm like, what is this? They don't sound or act like actual human beings. It's that laid back Louisiana lifestyle. (laughs) That's what it is. You're right. I uh, just didn't understand. In the swamp, though, uh, we go back there and the pinball kids have shown up in the middle of the swamp for some reason. And they're bullying Lily. And it's like the big reveal here is that like they're the bullies and that they have a gun that they use to kill lily's rabbit like they have bullets they show her the bullets yeah yeah so there's a couple things one there's like three to four of these like bully boys for whatever reason i guess the leader of them is like a sort of short squat little boy with glasses and he is constantly like combing his hair as if he's like a 1950s tough as seen from a musical um and uh yeah they like it gets to be one of these uncomfortable scenes where they're just like pushing her around and like going to actually really hurt her again which is very dark for this kid show that has no real like fun adventure in it it's just like i mean the implication these children have a gun on them is very upsetting (laughs) yeah and um but you know what don't worry because this show is called swamp thing he's gonna save the day right yeah, that's right. Jim and Swamp Thing show up, and they they're they're as Swamp Thing likes to do, sort of watching from a distance. <laughs> He's watching from a distance, but he also has a new power, which we should keep track of. By the way, what have we seen? Swamp Thing can turn someone into a tree. Mm-hmm. He can um uh bring someone uh back from unconsciousness or a coma or something, whatever uh, Humphrey was suffering from. He has a carousel wheel that he puts in the swamp and hangs you upside down from it. That's right. He can maybe. Um, uh, remind you where things were left or uh, make pendants appear. Yes, yeah, the things you've lost. <laughs> yes, the things you've lost. And now he has the power of wind because what he does is he controls the wind to blow the kids really hard and they're like, this is windy. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I mean, that's just it. Like, it's just like it's really windy and the kids sort of stop their bullying to be like, huh, really windy. And then the wind stops. And they're like, well, let's go. And they just walk away. I'm like, good job, Swamp Thing. Good Swamp Wind, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And uh, so they come back. Um, the sheriff is there. And he, he bas- they're basically like, anything happened there, kids? And he's like, they're like, nope. He's like, my job's done. 
Yeah, Teresa Teresa was really worried about this. The sheriffs arrived, and then the kid just walked back to the house, and he's like, "Well, you want me to do anything?" And she's like, "No, I have I don't I don't have any questions about that dead rabbit I found. I have no follow ups." Uh, this little girl, she's got like a scraped knee now, so I'm gonna go inside and bandage it for her. So the sheriff, like, literally, she's he's just like, "Why? Why did I come out here?" And she's like, "I don't know. Just just get out of here." <laughs> so so while she's talking to Lily, Lily ha- shows her um, character growth by admitting that she stole the little brooch thing. The mom's like, "Yeah, all right." And in a show that's very baffling, Jordan, one of the more baffling pieces of the show is this. You know. They're getting bandaged. Lily's bandaged up. Tress is doing it. And we cut to, uh, not cut to, but like Jim's just sort of standing at the table with them. And you see he has an idea. Like he's just like, oh, she's apologizing. She's learning. She's a, she is a good friend. And you kind of see that on his face. And there's a cut to a woman's legs underneath the table walking. And then it cuts back and none of the characters have moved. They're all sitting in the same place. And then Jim starts walking out of the house and goes and pulls the ra- dead rabbit out of a garbage can. Because... The, the mom, I guess, after calling the police, threw the rabbit out, and somehow Jim knows this. And why? I don't know why we cut to that as woman's legs randomly moving. I don't know what's happening. I know <laughs> it was it was some sort of bad edit, and I thought the same thing because I rewound it because I thought maybe I missed something when I was looking down at my notes. Um, and I went back and I was like, "Did he follow someone?" It's like, "Nope." It's just a. It just is like a it's little like insert of a someone accidentally left yeah uh, like left a clip that they meant to cut out like they put it in there and they're like we'll pull this out later and they just never did that's that's what it seems like but <laughs> that's not why you called jim goes out to the garbage finds the rabbit he knows hey wait swamp thing's got nothing better to do goes over to swamp thing gives it to him oh, lady gray we should say the rabbit's name lady gray oh yes yeah, so lady gray the gives rabbit. it to swamp thing yeah and swamp thing's like yeah, I got this. And he makes it alive. And uh, so Jim comes back. What Jim comes back with the rabbit. And it's like, it's got now like a ribbon around its neck or whatever. I think it's to indicate it's the same rabbit. Um, the mom's like, isn't that nice? Uh, Lily's like, my rabbit's back. And it's like, nice job. End of the episode. And I was like, no one is going to ask a question. No one's going to ask where Jim went or how he has the exact same rabbit and it's back back alive because it was clearly dead. Yeah, it's a good question. I also like now you can add resurrection to Swamp Thing's powers. <laughs> yeah, which, which to be fair, really undercuts any sort of drama for any future episodes if he can just bring anything back from the dead. But that's it. That's the end of the episode. Um, Jim made a friend. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll ever see her again, but that's it. He made a friend. Well, Jordan, do you have any, any final notes you want to get into about Swamp Thing or should we just get into the ratings? Uh, I think we can get into the ratings, but I'll say again, I didn't think it was going to be like this. <laughs> like, so just, you know, everyone don't get upset at me. I didn't think it was going to be like this. Well, what do you what do you think of the first episode, The Emerald Heart? I'm going to be really, really generous with the the ratings of this because I know there's no way we're not going to take the escape pods. So um, I'm just going to be as fair as I possibly can be to the show. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The characters don't seem like real people, even for a kid show. This is sort of nonsensical, and we barely get Swamp Thing in a show called Swamp Thing. And also, we don't know anything about Swamp Thing. We don't really understand who he is, what his purpose is. Um, he has, like, no agency at all. Um, so I'm going to be very generous and give this a 3 out of 10. <laughs> I will say this episode, it's the closest I've ever watched to a dream <laughs> because <laughs> things that happen don't have any relation to anything that's happened before or after, like... A toad boy jumps out. 
<laughs> then it's gone. There's there's a goon who turns into a tree suddenly. Who is he? I don't know. He seems to know Swamp Thing, though. But why? I don't know. Uh, hard cut. <laughs> Dr. Arcane's on a date. Oh, now he wants to slap her. Oh, now he's making her dance. Oh, time to shoot someone in the head. Cut to. Uh, now we're doing the in a forest, and there's an emerald heart on a tree. Hi, I'm Obo Hardison. Nice to meet you. Like It was like a dream. It was like a dream. Like Nothing made sense. What came before didn't make sense what would happen after. There was no, there was no plot. Like Usually in a pilot, there's a plot. There's no plot to this. Like, nothing, nothing happens. Nothing yeah. really like there's no real like sense of anything. You know what happening. this is a little bit like. This is a little bit like um, how like uh, Power Rangers was just a show where they you know took footage from a Japanese you know robot fighting show and then jam them together. They're like, we'll just shoot a bunch of footage of these kids and we'll make uh, you know stories get together because it's just fighting scenes sort of thing. But it was like just grabbing random scenes from different episodes and then putting them together, but not actually watching what you put together. Like, you're right. Like, none of it makes sense in an amazingly confused way. So, like, uh, there's a scene where he's just like, hi, I'm a small boy from Philadelphia. At night, I wander the neighborhood <laughs> seeing strange things. What? Oh, don't worry about it. Well, We're not talking about it again. A line like that is weird, but it would, be, it would be interesting if, like, later on that paid off because something happened at night Jim goes out at his usual and he's out, you know, doing whatever weird thing he was doing at night. And because of that, he sees something bad happen and thus he's able to solve the case. That's not the case at all. He just says it. And something goes, mm hmm. Because yeah, no, nothing is related to anything. It's the, like I said, this is like watching a dream because it, it's not like anything I've ever seen before. <laughs> I'm going to give it a full seven because it was so bizarre. <laughs> Okay. Like David Lynch yeah, directed right. the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then what do you think about New Acquaintance, episode 10? It was like an after-school special where the person writing it didn't know what the lesson was or what exactly the problem was. Like, It's a story about a, like, a very troubled young woman, a girl who needs help, who needs someone to intervene on her very troubled life, but no one does. And like the end is just like, ah, eh, you kind of got a friend, I guess, but we're not going to see you again. Uh, so I guess you just went back to your terrible home because nobody cares. And yeah, no swamp thing. I'm going to give this 2.5. Uh, I'm going to be very similar. I'm also going to give it a 2 out of 10. Um, and I like to pretend and think that Lily actually is a vampire um, and everything was a cover. They just, they we just don't get to it in this episode. They just forgot to add that part of the episode. Yeah, they forgot they're to like, add oh, that. Oh, ran out of time. They're like, oh, there was too much time with um, a Swamp Thing not intervening at all. Bizarre show, Jordan. I mean, I yeah, it's it's definitely a kid show, but it definitely feels so mercenary. It feels more like we have to fill a half an hour of TV and maybe we can get an action figure out of this. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like we have we somehow we have the rights to this thing. We got to do it, guys. We're here. We have swamps around. We have this old costume around. It sounds like most of the work's been done for us, right? We just need to, like, I don't know, on the day, come up with some dialogue, and boom, we have a TV show. Yeah, yeah. The executive is walking around the lot, and he's like, hey, is that Swamp Thing set still up? Is the costume still here? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, bang me off, like, a bunch of those. We'll put it on, like, Saturday morning. Yeah, that, that's that's what is what it feels like. And we'll, we'll see if future episodes <laughs> make a course correction. I'm going to guess they don't. Although somehow made, what did you say, 30-something episodes for the... the the sec- yeah, the third, third season? season is 39 episodes, uh, which to me only like says like they're like, 
this is taking too long. We need to get to syndication now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll see what they're like. Uh, good for the man who played Swamp Thing, though. I'm sure he got, like, good work out of this for, like, three years. Well, he's a stunt guy, right? And Dick Dura, because it was a stunt guy who they made Swamp Thing for the movies. And he got... He basically... His only other acting credits are usually, like, like thug number one or whatever. So good on him. He got to play Swamp Thing three times. Oh, and also in a weird uh, PSA that Green uh, Greenpeace did. Oh, really? That sounds good. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Um, now, of course, as you know, having listened to the beginning of this episode, we're doing a best of run, so I should probably tell you all about bonus episodes for charity. Now, you don't have to use it on Swamp Thing. We've got lots of shows that we've either only done a best of run, like Sliders or your Sequest and things where we missed a whole bunch of episodes only watching the top three. And of course, like will happen to Swamp Thing, almost certainly, there's shows we take the escape pod from where we like miss miss a few episodes in the run because we like the rating falls below five and we just we got to get out of there. We can't watch any more of it. But, you know, maybe you at home are like, there's an episode in that run that you missed. I really I really like. I think it'd be fun to get a little a little episode from the Continuum Drag Boys about it. Uh, this is your chance to do that. Is We've got a list of charities on our website, as selected by past guests. You make a donation to one of those charities. You uh, send us an email. You'll let us know which episode you want us to go back and do a bonus episode of. And we'll, we'll go back and do a fun little extra episode where we go back and watch a show we haven't watched in a while. We can, we can follow up, see if we still feel as bad as we did at the time. Um, you, of course, can find all the information about bonus episodes for charity on our website, continuumdrag.pondbead.com. Or give us an email, continuumdrag at gmail.com, and we can give you all the details there as well. But other than that, on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook this week, you're going to see clips from swamp thing yeah you're gonna see hopefully a guy turning into a tree and i think that's it well you'll definitely see a guy turning into a tree you'll probably see swamp thing watching looking thinking (laughs) pondering (laughs) all his powers (laughs) oh honestly we we you can't stress it enough that literally all swamp thing does is watch you can see all of that uh, at Continued Regs, the handle there. So just check out social media for that. But that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, so thank you for joining us, listener. And Jordan, I'll see you next week. I'll see you then. Continued Reg is recorded in Toronto, Ontario, and Seoul, South Korea. Theme music by James Rick Seedler. Produced by Jordan Dalek and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Younes. <laughs>